You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's 24 Live Another Day After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's 24 Live Another Day After Show. Get love it, love it. it Welcome, After Buzzers, for another episode of 24 Live Another Day. I'm your host, Nando Velasquez. Joining me, across from me, is Mr. Danny Hoyt. Say hello to people. Hello to people. To all the people. Hello to all the people. There you go. All of the people. Hello to you. <laughs> and, of course, next to him is... Ditto. What up? It's Jeffrey Masters. Jeffrey Masters. How are you guys doing? Never forget it. Not here, again, second week in a row, is uh, Roxy Stryer. Her who, voice is recovering. Her voice is recovering. She's having voice imagination. And, and you know what? I saw called, on YouTube, no, some people thought no, we were being mean on her. We love her. No, we do. We were n- None of this is serious. Let us clarify. None of this is serious. We can say this because of how much we love her. And, you know, what? And Roxy. because Roxy's such a good sport, and she's the butt of her own joke sometimes, she, she loves it. it. She welcomes it. Uh, you guys, what you guys don't know is after the show, she puts her headsets down, headset down, and she hugs us and tickles us. See. <laughs> We love you, Roxy. Exactly. Roxy so who? there's a lot of love for Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Roxy, maybe not so much. Not so much. But, but uh, me yeah. and Nando, she's fine. We love to hang out in threesomes. <laughs> she's just okay. I do not like her. Oh, okay. What? Well, that's an improvement because he hates me. So <laughs> that's actually that's actually With good the for burning him. passion <laughs> of <laughs> Christ <laughs> of the Christ of, of that. Yes. Uh, before speaking we go on, speaking of Jesus, we we have our own personal Jesus here in AfterBuzz, and her name is Maria Menounos, and her book, The Every Girl's Guide to Die. Diet and Fitness came out on Amazon last Tuesday, and I believe it's it's selling up the charts. But uh, obviously, we love to support her, and any uh, support that goes toward this book also goes toward AfterBuzz. So take a look at it. Lots of good stuff, stuff for everybody, uh, recipes, diet tips, workout tips, interviews with celebrities. Shirtless of, pictures of Kevin Undergaro. I was going to say, shirtless pictures of, you know the page. I do know the page. Bikini photos of Maria for the guys out there, all sorts of stuff. So really good book. Go on and please get it. Supports us and supports Maria, and it also will uh, be a good life change for your life. (laughs) There you go. Just said it. So we are here to talk about 24 and the latest episode, which is the 5 p.m. hour. And let me tell you my thoughts. This is the best one yet. I loved, I loved this episode. There's a lot going on, and uh, and I just enjoyed the hell out of it. What do you guys think? I really enjoyed it. Um, I do not think it was the best. And I have a specific, specific reason. Okay. Pacific reason. <laughs> you have a Pacific reason. If you're in the Atlantic. The ocean, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have a, a specific reason I think we'll get into later. Okay. I'm like, jump the gun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was very good. Mm. I, um, I don't want to say anything else. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into All it. All right, sure. 
It was average for me. Scale of 1 to 10, this was a 6. Really? Okay. All right. No awesome. No coincidental time rating numbers. There okay. No well, pun we'll, in there. We'll get our... <laughs> no pun in there. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, if you were playing along, uh, Langley, I believe, tweeted at us and said he was going to play the uh, 24 game that we... Langley did. I got to give him a shout out. I yeah. appreciate that. We love that. And there's several people who said they play the game. Yeah. This exactly. is a game. This I got to say, I suck at this game. You two guys are great. Ooh, I was one second off twice tonight. Danny Danny always gets it like within like two, three seconds. You come really close. He actually did a little Price Thank is you. Right uh, game on you and went like, he bid one second over Jeff. Yeah. For those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, we play a game when it comes... Cuts to commercial, it cuts out at a specific second. We try to guess at what specific second it will return from commercial. Mm. It's a fun way to not pay attention to the commercials and just do math the whole time. <laughs> so when you're in school, kids, and your parents, I just mess up. When you're in school, you can say you can watch 24 and yeah, you're learning yeah, something. You're applying your math skills. There you I, go. That's what well, I, I must suck at math because I'm I'm always in last place on that game. Huh. Yeah. Just apply yourself, Nando. <laughs> All you have to do is apply yourself. <laughs> Damn it, I will. Next week, I'm going to do better. I promise. If you get, I'll make you a deal. If you get one before the season's over, mm-hmm. we're even on shots. Because right now, I think you owe me two. I don't know. I don't owe you. You might two. owe me three. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know adding. what you're talking about. You're There's adding four or you're, five shots that you owe me. for Your sh- math might be starting to lose. Yeah, you might lose your math skills there. Uh, so a lot of this episode. Let's just start with the main storyline because I think yeah. it's such an awesome storyline, uh, which is Simone. We see her uh, starting out on the floor after getting hit by a double-decker bus. Typical cliche. That's exactly what I said would happen. I said this episode will start out with her laying on the ground. You may have said that, but and I did not said, bet a shot. I did not bet a shot on that. I believe we did, and uh, viewers let us know, because well, you we did. Well, we just the, listen to it on iTunes. Well, I know, we, so I just wanted the viewers to chime in. I watched ahead. it, to be sure. Okay. I said this episode will start with her laying on the ground, and the guy that was, that was like, Yasmin? Yasmin, as she was running out the door, the white guy is... Lo and behold, who's standing there with his arm around young Yasmin. Okay. The neighbor. Said white guy. How do y'all remember what you said last week? Because I said it seven days ago. <laughs> that didn't answer our question. That didn't really answer the question. Do you question. remember what you said last week? I, vaguely. Do you remember what you said an hour ago? I don't remember what? everything I said. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so anyway, so we see uh, we see Simone on the floor. We see uh, the ambulance taking her. And and Chloe has found out through the number that she got la- in last week's episode, she was able to trace that to Simone, to this big car accident, this big traffic jam in the middle of the street where the ambulance was taking Simone out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jack's on his way to St. Edward's Hospital with Kate to Wait, rescue. Wait, I'm sorry. So, sorry. Chloe traced it to her cell phone? Chloe traced a number that Jack got from the op he did last week. Oh. You know what? I thought that she saw this massive um, car crash on the street with her cameras, and she zoomed in and was no. like, oh, my God, is that, oh, my God, the blonde girl Simone. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, that would be really good eyesight. <laughs> really good eyesight for that. But uh, but actually, no, that was the number that Jack got when he hit enter on the keyboard. Oh, of course. From that op, they only were able to get one phone number. Well, that's a little more plausible. And then Danny noticed that it said Margo on it. It said Simone on it. I remember. That I remember you said. Not said. that it said Simone. It's it's that they were trying to they tracked it to South London and it was moving. Uh huh. And then they flashed and cut to Simone running after Yasmin. Oh yeah. Who was yeah, also yeah. moving right before the bus smacked her, and then she see, was not moving. See, I, I listen to some of the things you say, Danny. You do. 
Jeff it, doesn't it even listen to himself. So <laughs> if we can just get Roxy in here to even out the playing field, then I'll we're feel fine. Good. Yeah, sure. Okay, here's my biggest issue with this episode. I was okay. waiting for it. Are you ready to tell us? <laughs> Let's go. It's been Jeff's right. Um, Let's go. 24 is formulaic in a, like, a great way. We love it because it has these things that we expect. There's a mole. There's this. Mm-hmm. Um Yada, yada, yada. This episode kind of was like the checklist of things that we're expecting from like, we found out who the mole talking to the mole is. We found out mm. who, like, there's the traitor with Ian. There was like all its current things. So the car crash, there's Jack Bauer like breaking the rules mm. and like almost killing somebody just because he like lost his temper. It just was a little bit too formulaic for me. Okay, well, I feel like I, they just had a checklist and we're like, okay, let's show this. Got it. Let's yeah. show this. Got it. And it's exciting when it happens like twice per episode, but I felt like it happened like twice per like commercial break. Hmm. Well, in the same, in a similar vein, I thought what I liked about this episode was they revealed so much. There was a lot that got revealed. It will keep going down the list. So maybe it was a checklist, but it was even a checklist like, okay, question answered, question answered, question answered. Holy crap. Yeah, stuff getting heightened. I I mean, we we have 12 less episodes. Exactly. So maybe that's necessary. Or do we teaser for news and gossip later? Oh, oh. look at that. Danny's got some news and gossip what, for later. What, is this six or This seven? was episode seven. Seven. Mm. Already. So we're moving on because the day started at 11 a.m. Yeah. So this is episode seven. We yeah. did read in the beginning that there was going to be a time jump, right? There was going to be a time jump. But you would guess with five episodes left and so many knots to tie, how are they going to do it? I yeah. don't know. How yeah. are they going to do it? You maybe know what? they're not. Another mm-hmm. tease. <laughs> what a tease. Um, actually, something that Roxy did say, if I remember one thing, mm-hmm. is that maybe they'll save it for like the very last episode. So and they'll just jump like 12 hours? Yeah. Like an aftermath? And then it's like, like fans like, would outrage. <laughs> actually, it might be, there, there could be cause for that, because uh, it would make sense to see what happens with Jack at the end. It yeah. could be the whole thing about the Russians and trying to escape. I think the whole last episode will be what happens with Jack. Exactly. As it should be. Yeah. And Chloe. But I mean, that doesn't have to happen in the hour of. It could even happen like an aftermath later on. I just on. think they're, like how epilogue. in the world do you tie all this up in five hours? I don't know. There's well, a lot to do. They unraveled so fast, they could tie back up fast. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's talk about this episode instead of uh, before we start talking about the future. Yeah, sure. I'm so excited! I want to see what happens. No, I totally get that. So, anyway, so Simone is in the ambulance, and Jack and Kate are aware that she's going to St. Edwards, and all of a sudden, her phone rings. And the EMT picks up the phone, and it's Margot. And he pretty much gives Margot all the information that Jack and Kate know already. Pause right there. Is that plausible in real life? Absolutely. If yeah. EMT would pick up the person on their phone? Yeah, yeah. they got to find out really? who it is. Because as far as they know, this person's a Jane Doe, I suppose. Or, or at least they, they don't know her next of kin or anything mm. like that. So, of course, he's asking her questions. I mean, yeah. he asked her, what's your name, before she hung up the phone. So, because he's trying to get some information for the hospital. So, that's protocol. I believe that would be yeah. protocol. Oh. Yeah. Although the police are obviously involved because... I didn't know that. Because Yasmin admitted that, uh, you know, she was telling them at the accident that Simone killed her mom. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a lot of craziness going on. And I thought it was a real, like, oh, crap moment when Simone, you know, when Simone's phone rang and then Margot found all the information out. So now everyone knows, pretty much everyone and their mom knows where Simone is heading. <laughs> Yes. So we know that's going to be a recipe. literally Simone's mom. mom. Simone's mom, totally. (laughs) Everyone and their mom. That's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) So uh, we have Jack and we have Kate going over there. Except for Yasmin's mom. 
wah, wah, wah. Was, I'm sorry. That was really <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. That was really bad. So uh, Margot sends, she can't go over there. She doesn't want to get spotted. And right. of course, she's she's probably out of position, so to speak. So, so she sends, the next best thing. she has her dialer mercenary or dial a terrorist, <laughs> yeah. local local oh, terrorist, yeah. number 405, like Kareem. 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 <laughs> Speed dial number five, Kareem. <laughs> Call him up. So, South London, he's just chilling. Not all like the most common names. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Kareem goes down to uh, the hospital. I thought it was pretty smooth getting into the uh, getting yeah, into some wardrobe. A little wardrobe. too smooth. I if well, I'm you got to speed up. You got to speed up time. He's like a train killer. Ah, was just a little, yeah. Maybe he's just that smooth. It was just really smooth. Mm. For a guy that just ten minutes ago was sitting in his couch, probably eating macaroni and cheese, yeah. watching reruns of Seinfeld, waiting to get the call to go kill somebody, yeah, and then he can just slip in smoothly. And I don't know, it was and, a little smooth. Well, you know, it, it it was a little smooth, but you know, it's kind of funny because maybe the cops were just a little lax. Because after all, uh, we didn't get to talk about this yet, but after last week's uh, MI five intervention interference, yeah, uh, which you know caused a lot of craziness. You know, Jack told Heller about MI5. Mm-hmm. Heller confronted uh, the Prime Minister, Alistair Davies. PM. Yeah, Mr. PM. And, uh, you know, pretty much PM Stephen Fry said, uh, you know, okay, we'll back off. Now we trust you. Now, now uh, you know, he first he talks to uh, Heller about his health. Right. He says, we're friends, right? We're friends. I can talk to you about this. Are you holding back? And uh, he basically laid it out for Heller to be able to be able to come clean. Yeah, and but Heller Heller has a great line. He said, "We're working our asses off here." You sound like him. That it was, was like good. that was a good impression. I know. I love that line. So uh, he, we're working our asses off here. And then he said, "Do you think I would I would still be president if I you know if my health was compromising my job?" And you know, of course, that got which the was, PM, which was true. And I think that's what sold PM. Yeah, I think that's what that. sold. Yeah, I think that's what sold. But I have to say when. When the Prime Minister first walked in the room and Heller lit him up and raised his voice at him right away, I think that kind of shocked the Prime Minister. I don't think he was ready for that. I think he expected a subdued, I kind thought, of frail Heller. And I thought that was interesting, too, because the way he was talking to he Jack. He lit him up from the moment he walked in the door. Yeah, he reamed his butt out big reamed time. His butt and out. yet the Prime Minister was kind of like, listen, you're losing your mind. I'll let you do your thing and yell at me, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like the yelling. It's just some old guy, old senile guy. Let but, him yell. To me, like that's not realistic. I don't know. I thought I thought it was. I mean, obviously he's backing up his uh, his man Jack Bauer. He's backing up his agent. I just feel like when and you're like self. angry though, like yeah, he was livid. You like come out yelling, sure, but then you like gotta like bring it down. Like you don't just like stay yelling. Well, I guess so. But I mean, uh, the point was from last week that uh, the PM was supposed to stand down and not put military yeah. on the streets. And then of course he finds out from Jack that the mission was almost compromised because of his intervention. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I mean, he's busy. Got a satellite on top of Jack, and he notices all this stuff. And Heller's like, "You're not even supposed to be monitoring him. That wasn't the rules." So, yeah. uh, so that was a little crazy. But anyway, so now Jack has full compliance from British yeah. agents. He has his own personal chief investigator uh, <laughs> giving him uh, some cute girl giving My him updates. How that's changed in the last two hours. I know exactly, right? Yeah. So she's uh, giving Jack and Kate full access. Kate gets to walk around, flash her bag badge, <laughs> and go to the kids' ward, uh, ward and talk to Yasmin and uh, get to interrogate her, interview her about what happened. How well-spoken was Yasmin? I loved her. By the way, the moment, this was a little weird, and I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to see a seven-year-old to talk about anything, probably one of the last things I'm going to bring is a ginger beer. Are you kidding me? 
that kids might be, drink ginger beer? That might be a British yeah. thing, I think. That's a the British. only it's thing like I know beer. about ginger beers and, and British or even foreign is that they put ginger beer in. I do love myself a good Moscow mule. Absolutely. And there's a good ginger beer in a Moscow mule. That's the only relation I can come here to something. Why uh, you it's ha- like a root beer. What if she said root beer? Would that have been fine for you? Yeah. I think that's root beer. I think beer that's their it. version uh, okay. of root beer. I just thought that was so she, weird. <laughs> she wanted a dark and stormy. That's the closest thing she Let me get her a ginger beer. Well, it's like a ginger ale. Is it? Is it? Well, a ginger yeah, beer. It's, a it's cool like a ginger ale. She was nervous. Yeah. Mm. Okay, hands down, that scene with Yasmin was Kate's best of the entire season so far. Mm-hmm. I loved that side Why? of Kate. Because she has this like hard, stern look the entire season, and finally it's this child, and she's to soften herself. And I love that side of Kate. I mm. thought that was amazing. Interesting. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. I thought it that was, was a really great job like by uh, Yvonne Strahovski. Um, yeah, it was just allowed us to see this like different side of her that like I've been like waiting to see. Well, mm. we kind of figured if anyone was going to be able to talk, get through to Yasmin, it probably would have been Kate over yeah. Jack. The female <laughs> thing, felt like a yeah. very SVU-ish moment to me. Like, yeah. like <laughs> the child was in the trauma. Let's send in Olivia Benson, Detective Olivia. It felt like very SVU-ish. Mm. But Kate did a good job. She, yeah. you're right. Yeah. She pulled it out of her. Uh, Yasmin gave her some good knowledge. I thought that right there though, she shouldn't have left Yasmin alone. Hmm. I yeah. thought that was a, you well, know you know what, what got me that last line that Yasmin said, like, what's going to happen to Aunt Simone? I hope she dies. I hope she dies. That was intense. I, I'm like, I was like predicting, oh, she's going to kill her. She's going to somehow kill her. <laughs> she's going to come back you, in some way. You think we've seen the last of Yasmin? Uh, I think so. I think, I think so. so I, I think Roxy was saying no, but I think so. Yeah, I loved her, though. She was awesome. Yeah. I thought this was a great episode. I mean, last week too, she was so innocent and everything. And this, you know, to to go to this episode, I thought really well, good acting. I, I did not look up the name of the actress for that. I know, but. I know. Well, like you said, like terribly well spoken. Yes, I could see it being like twenty years from now, we'd be like, oh my god, she was the, That's girl, the girl from twenty four. Her from twenty four. She the pigtails and so oh well spoken. God. Oh my she god. likes ginger beer. Let's send her a ginger beer. <laughs> so anyway, uh, as uh, Kate informs Jack uh, about what happens. Uh, Kareem's just hanging out. Just, you know, just being, a little, being a little, <laughs> uh, yeah, little what was weasel. he doing over there? Was he texty? Was, he was trying to text. Margo. He was texting Margo. He was just, well, yeah. he was tweeting. He was well, live tweeting the whole thing. Well, he called Margo first because he had that conversation like, with her. It was her. super easy to get these doctors closed. <laughs> these people ain't even looking and at Ginger me. beer, it's, LOL, really? Ginger beer, really, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought a popsicle. <laughs> but here we go. So Jack knows all this information and now Simone knows all this information yeah. too. And what does Simone do she realizes that Kareem can't get there uh, can't get to um, Simone because the cops are there and everything so she wants to know what location of the hospital Simone's in yeah so let me call up my next best thing to Kareem (laughs) a freaking drone (laughs) what Kareem on one hand, drone, drone on Kareem? the other. Drone. They're so close. They're so close. I can't choose. Do well, not make me choose. It's Sophie's choice. Considering how quickly Kareem died, I think it was probably a good choice if I was Margo. Yeah, what? To go those for the cops. Drone. Where were those cops when he walked in the hospital? Let alone just posted up in a corner ready to take out the dude that runs away. Well, the important thing about Kareem is they wanted to keep him, Jack and Kate wanted to keep him alive because yeah. they wanted to at least interrogate him. I wanted to see Jack get mad at one of the cops. I'll, to do that too, I think he should. I, uh, I covered the following, and we made this joke because this happened way too often in the following this yeah. past season. We just call yes. it "death by cops." Death by cops. Yeah. I heard you say that, and yeah. I wondered where that came. That from. came from us doing the following because it was like eight, it was like six people where it was like uh, oh, Kevin crap. Bacon's character Ryan Hardy was like, <laughs> "Keep him alive, keep him alive," and and all of a sudden there's some random cop. It was like. Pfft. 
death just by kills guns. Them. And if they didn't kill them, then the person killed themselves. Killed themselves. Like, exactly. Ah. So, but uh, hopefully, twenty four won't do that much too spoiler much. <laughs> Every <laughs> dies. You know what? I will gladly spoil the following for you because it's well. I stopped on the first. It's different. It's different. It's different. Anyway, so uh, Kareem's dead. Kareem's dead. We see a text on his phone saying, uh, "You've got eight minutes." Yo, can you imagine that? And of course, we have a commercial break, so it's even less than eight minutes for us. <laughs> but like, Jack looks at it, he's like, "You need to get the people out of the hospital," and she just looks at him puzzled. Yeah. Now, mm. clear a hospital in mm-hmm. eight minutes. Mm. Clear the hospital lives at stake. Yes. I love this episode because Jack Bauer was like at his like full height the whole time. Well, this was like height. This we was, have eight minutes. This was awesome. <laughs> this is like Kareem drone. No, let's go for the drone. You have to get away from this place because a drone is coming and you have to carry uh, a woman that's semi-conscious and could <laughs> die if you move her. And on the other hand, you got Kate running upstream like a salmon trying to find Yasmin. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, you have she all does. this stuff going on and this drone's about to hit this hospital. So... In what I think, honestly, I feel like this might be, and, and somebody please post on YouTube or on iTunes if, if they think differently. I think probably one of the best car chase scenes I've ever seen on network television. Oh, God, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. I agree. <laughs> because in every show or movie, they like do quick cuts and like the camera tricks to make it look like a high speed chase. Mm-hmm. This car was moving so freaking fast yeah. down those roads. It was just an amazing, I mean, we saw a little glimpse of it in the previews last week. Yeah. It was like a car running away from a drone, but didn't realize how it intense it would be. It was usually, really intense. Usually when there's an explosion, it's a dude or several dudes. Mm. Maybe a girl sprinkled in there walking away from the explosion. Backs to the explosion. This time it was freaking Jack Bauer yeah. driving away from an explosion, it, out of an explosion. I'm surprised like, they didn't have a car ad like right after that promoting <laughs> that car. I think they did. They should have been. They should have like promoted, brought to you by Audi or and whatever like the car said, was. And like the graphic with the brick wall exploding. Yeah. Like that was great. That yeah. was It was great because we also, uh, when they escaped right before they got in the car and and the drone hit the hospital. Uh, once they get in the car action, we see them driving. Simone, you know, opens her eyes, and you just see this war-torn section guy of the on, hospital. Guy on fire. Yeah, yeah. it looks so awful. We, we saw people with their limbs uh, severed off. Yeah, it was just really, really like wow, yeah. so yeah. intense. And then to have Jack running through uh, the streets of London with a drone following him, a drone that was apparently locked. Uh, this is one of the problems. I don't want to say I have problems with it because I just said how great this car scene was, but I had two problems with the car uh, with the car chase. I wonder scene. if we have the same one because the first one was if they locked on the car, are those heat seeking missiles? I, I just feel like they, the automobile would have had enough heat that the missile would have followed it. But I'm guessing I'm guessing it wasn't heat seeking, so I'm willing to um, you know let that one go. The other problem I had was while the drone was coming down to twenty thousand feet. All of a sudden, they get stuck in this major traffic jam, <laughs> and Jack decides, let's switch cars. Let's just move. And he's walking. He's walking. Kate's carrying Simone very slow. Well, not very slowly, but slow enough that I think a missile could probably, you know, maybe hit them. Yeah. And the missile, they don't shoot the damn missile. They don't even try to shoot the missile until they're in the other car yeah. driving away. Maybe when they were getting out of the car, other people were out of the car, so they were like, wait, which moving but, body is this? Well, but maybe. I still feel I it was such a small it. section. They, they left it to make it believable for us. What I what I, I have two things. One, heat seeking, or once it's locked onto their signature, it should stay locked. Yeah, uh, you you can fire whenever, but it should stay locked. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand that either. Um, and then two, 
This has nothing to do with my anything against the drone. I just love that Jack cold cocked a random guy uh, trying to get into his car. Yeah. I love when Jack Bauer does this, and he doesn't do it enough. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know if this guy did anything wrong. Maybe he just came. He was cheating on his wife, or did something to deserve this. But I just like to think that this guy did something stupid, and mm. Jack gets to like bring some <laughs> civil justice. And we never get to know the backstory. But this guy deserved to get punched in the face by Jack Bauer. <laughs> I like that you justified and it. And he's probably at some bar tonight <laughs> with his buddies, being like, "Guys, my episode was tonight." It's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting rounds right now. Do you have a line? No, but I scream loud. But I screamed really loud. You saw my face for half a second before I got hit by a fist. <laughs> but ultimately, it's still a great scene. I just felt like that middle section was just a little wonky. But yeah. I, I loved it. You. I mean, I don't know how much more like heightened you can do from that, having a drone chasing a car. Uh, that was pretty damn awesome. Yeah. And, of course, it ended – I figured it would end under a uh, structure of some sort with Jack uh, hiding out or trying mm-hmm. to switch cars. Brilliant. You got a cinder block from a homeless guy. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to put the homeless man in the car. <laughs> I thought he was <laughs> for a second. You drive Get in the, the car. car. <laughs> it's your new home. Drive fast. And then to see Ian, uh, Margot's uh, son, celebrating. Can we talk about Ian for a uh, second? This is something I wrote down. Yes. Ian went from – not knowing how to fly because they needed Naveed two hours ago, I believe mm. it was, to all of a sudden, Ian can zoom in on anything he wants, operate mm. this, and shoot down to pinpoint accurate locations. Yeah. Ian has learned fast. So Ian is a, he's he's a, a learned uh, drone flyer. If, he, if terrorism doesn't work for him, he has other career options also, based, based on all, his skill set. good God, the, the uh, cameras on this drone are amazing. Yeah. They actually got a close-up. They got to rewind a little bit like it was a TiVo. Re- yeah, rewind, rewind a little yeah. bit. Close, close up and they Freaking noticed there's nobody have in there. TiVo nowadays. <laughs> okay, did, did anyone not get confused that uh, Ian is not putting up a fight? That his mom's like, kill your sister. And he was like, okay, sure. One I second. didn't think about that. But point. you know what? I think we should definitely talk about that because uh, at the same time I mean even when Jack was trying to turn Simone because he found out this information about her saving uh, yeah. you know her husband's family you know she's busy saying my mom she she's holding up uh, her severed finger or he's holding up her severed Stug. finger my mom would never hurt do anything to hurt me hello the evidence is right there yeah. in your hand but she's you know Ian's obviously brainwashed and and Simone is somewhat brainwashed but like, like the, I know the whole like Stockholm Syndrome of like why trust this woman who's like turning on everybody? Yeah. Why are you gonna go not be like, Mom, like give someone one more chance? Mm. It's my baby sister. I love her. Mm-hmm. I just, where's the fight? Speaking of hands. Yes, let's bring that up because I thought that was interesting and I, uh, we it, talked about this. We could be way off here, but when Jack picks up Simone's hand in the hospital bed, you guys noticed which finger was was cut off? The pinky. The, the pinky. pinky. Yeah. And which finger was still there was the ring finger. The ring, the ring right. on it. Mm-hmm. Earlier, when we watched her finger get cut off, get wedged off, mm-hmm. I ninety nine percent sure it was the ring finger. I could have sworn it was the ring finger. I also, agree. and she there was a symbol that you say you had a quote. She said something about like remember this or what? What, what was the quote? Oh no, it wasn't a quad. She just said like remember at uh, the next episode. And, like, I the believe sign for remember is like the tying of the bow on the it, finger. Uh yeah, I uh, yeah, I believe I agree with you on that. We unfortunately didn't have a chance to really go back to a prior yeah, episode a before I we did this. I remember thinking that because it was the ring finger of her marriage with Naveed. But yeah. we we clearly saw the ring on her finger. Yep. When Jack held her hand up. And in the ambulance, they showed it was the pinky as well. Yeah. So that might be a little snafu by whoever whoever's in charge of checking that. a major thing to, like, miss. I would think that's a pretty major thing to miss, too. I would, I'm surprised that even, like, the actors didn't yeah. realize that. Like, I would have thought the actress playing Simone would have realized that as well. Yeah. I don't know what kind of special effects they used to... Uh, 
to show that. But or they didn't actually show the finger being like actually the motion being sliced off. Perhaps mm-hmm. we just assumed it was a ring. No, finger. but I swear we saw that exist. Yeah. Oh man, but that's interesting. But anyway, so Jack, when Jack's inter- interrogating her, I mean, she's, he even says, well, I wouldn't say interrogating. He thinks he can turn her. So he's yeah. just trying to appeal to her better nature. Because say, of the intel you saved, got. Yeah, you saved, you saved your husband's family. So obviously, you know, you, there is something in you that wants to save people. Think of the hundreds of thousands of people that are innocent yeah. people that are going to die. And she said, just because I took pity on uh, some people don't think I'm going to betray my mom. My mom loves me. She would never do anything to hurt me. Yeah. As Jack's holding up the hand, and then all squeezing of a, and then he's squeezing it oh. and digging in there, which I thought was a little gross. Yeah, uh, definitely a cringeworthy moment. And then Jack sees Kate, and he kind of apologizes to Kate, <laughs> which I thought was kind of an interesting moment too. Him apologizing to Kate for doing something like that. It was a very low-key Jack interrogation moment, yeah. too. It wasn't like him, like, you know, doing anything lethal. He was just doing it, like, with a very tender voice, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Here he is apologizing. I'm really sorry I did that. I just hate these people. I loved I loved when he said that, too. I hate these that people. That was kind of an interesting moment from Jack Bauer. Where yeah. I, I don't know if we've seen that kind yeah. of raw. I just hate these people. And then he, then he qualified it. He said... For what they've done today and what they're trying to do, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But there was a pause there. Mm-hmm. He had a moment with that line. I just hate these people. Yeah, it was almost like his way of being vulnerable as yeah. a character. That's a great point. It, it was, was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, because of the car chase, I mean, Simone waking up and seeing seeing what happened, the devastation that happened, and Jack even talking to her in the car and saying, "Your mom's not going to quit until you're dead." Yeah. Do you see that now? You, it, it would serve your purpose to actually talk to us and tell us where she is. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens with that because last we left, uh, I mean, Jack was able to escape and then Jack got sent, uh, you know, sent to see the president uh, from that phone call. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet until next week, obviously, to Simone if she's awake. We saw a little bit in in the previews that it's a life or death. It's one of those typical 24 life or death moments. If if we uh, if we wake her up, she could die, which who is the first person in 24 that that happened to? Oh, I have no idea. It was season two, and it was Sarah Gilbert, because there was an explosion at CTU, and she was the only person that had the codes to oh, uh, yeah. get information. And they, they forced, and they had, they forced to, to wake her up, and she able, was able to give the codes, and then she died. And then like, she died, that's right. Right after that, yeah. <laughs> so, scenes from 24 past, yes. I can't remember what they pumped her with in season two, though, because they did 40 million Adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah, it was probably oh. something like adrenaline or something. Season two was something different, I feel like. I can't remember, but I know it was Sarah Gilbert. That was, uh, she I'm had like three or four, she had like three or four episodes in season from two. From the talk? From the talk. Really? And from Roseanne and from a lot of yeah, stuff. She was on 24 for around a for a bit. while. I don't remember her at all. <laughs> That's going to be like Yasmin in 20 years. <laughs> Fun this. little Yasmin moment. named after the birth control pill. Yes. <laughs> so uh, let's start talking about, before we get to Heller again, and uh, let's talk about a couple other things, because there were some other awesome Things that has stuff was Ish was hitting the fan all over the place. Ish really, was the fan. this whole episode was really toward the whole <laughs> rescue moment with Simone. But Navarro, who we discovered was the mole last year, last yeah. week, uh, is now talking to somebody on the phone, and and I predicted. That the person who was talking to the phone was Adrian Cross. Yeah. And it turns out, so you might owe me a shot, mister, but it turned out to be Adrian Cross, and not the woman, uh, not the assistant prime minister. Right, you know what, right, though? All, all right. the online chatter w- was voting for her. Yeah, well. Like, our YouTube comments as well as, like, other places. They're like, it's that blonde chick yeah. with a PM. Yeah. She's well. got PMS. <laughs> that was more or less the gist of online. Yeah, well. 
it was, ended up being Adrian Cross, which kind of makes sense because he's already involved yeah. with his with, with the WikiLeaks company that he has. But let's talk with about secrets, this. government if secrets. He's on, undercover with. Navarro, mm-hmm. or not undercover, but if he's playing a middleman between, which he's, he's a middleman, said, he said, yes. Between Navarro, mm-hmm. was China. Adrian Cross not the same person who popped up on Chloe's screen and said, get out of there? Well, yeah, we should talk about that, too, know. because that was a very quick moment. We didn't get to see much of Chloe this episode because Chloe... is helping. Yes, because Chloe was warned by that anonymous text. And yeah. we thought I thought it might be Adrian Cross. It might still... That's, that's we still, where I think all of our heads, probably okay, most people's Okay, but who else could hack into her computer and, like, send her that message? Oh, maybe he's just sending a message. Never mind. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody Hacking who like, got in our computer and was like, hey, get out. But it I was mean, anonymous, but it was still anonymous. You'd think that Adrian, it would have said Adrian says, get the hell out, instead of anonymous. I, but so I feel like she knows episode. who it is. Maybe she As, knows. Like, the character. She, didn't she trusted seem, it. She, yeah, she didn't seem to, like, who the hell is this? She yeah, looked at no. the window, saw the cops, and she bolted. And just so, told Jack, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I gotta get out of here. So there yeah. was no, so that's, that's actually an interesting thing. This whole car chase, everything that happened to Jack this episode was without any assistance from Chloe. Yeah. After, after she was able to Which tell him about it. uncommon for a 24 scene. It is very uncommon for yeah. a 24 scene. So that even makes, like, all the craziness that happened even more. Crazy. Even more crazy. Even crazier. <laughs> the fact that Chloe wasn't there. He didn't have an earpiece to Chloe yeah. helping him out. Which uh, which is actually phenomenal. So yeah, we don't know. So there's, so there's a question that needs to be answered. Who is this anonymous person that is stalking Chloe, kind of watching out for Chloe, and noticed the cops there and warned her? And then the question that was answered from last week was who's the person Navarro talking to, which happens to be Adrian Cross, who I think also is the person behind Chloe. But we'll find that out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jordan, our man Jordan, who had the Phoenix retrieval system and was told to not do it anymore, is still doing it. And uh, there was that one little interesting scene with that one guy. I wrote his name with down. Gavin. Gavin, or Gavin. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Who I think Gavin might be involved too, because Gavin might have told Adrian Cross. That's what I was thinking. He yeah. seems very moly. Is that, see, is I, what somebody said? I said that. that he seems yeah. very moly. He does seem very moly. Yeah, moly, 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 moly. So I think uh, Gavin seemed a little weird. So maybe he notified Adrian, and Adrian called uh, Steve Navarro. I think mean, that would make sense. That would be logically accurate. Yeah, and it happened like right back. Back to back, those scenes exactly yeah. back to back. So anyway, so Navarro, Navarro seems to me to be a good guy who wanted to make a little extra money. I don't want to say it's good guy to sell government secrets to uh, the Chinese government it makes him a good guy, but obviously he's a guy who still has some respect for the job, yeah. but was trying to make some uh, money, and maybe he figured that whatever he was selling to the Chinese wasn't going to be too revealing or too, you know, wasn't going to be too compromising. He's because, obviously stressed out by his choices to do that. Exactly. He seems like he's a little conflicted about what to do with Jordan. Yeah. Uh, personally, I would have just given Jordan a whole buttload of work to do that day and just say, you know, go and do this, go and do that. And, uh, and he would stop working on Phoenix possibly. But no, uh, what Adrian says, you gotta kill him. You gotta, you gotta get rid of him. And he sends, uh, Navarro out, and uh, Navarro sends, uh, Jordan out to do, uh, a dead drop. A pickup. Yeah, just the messenger thing. And uh, it was such a tender moment, too, when, uh, well, first of all, you know, Jordan's questioning, why me? Right. Because we're shorthand. He goes, Thank you for trusting me with this. Oh, you could see it in Navarro. You could hear it in his voice. It was just and see it in his face. So, and he said you he earned it. He felt guilty he when felt, he said that. I know he did, but then he said you earned it, which I thought I was know. such a dick move. But So still. is he a good guy or is he a dick? <laughs> he's not going to live by episode 12. I think, yeah, I think he's not going to. He's definitely going to go to jail. But, you know, it's, just, it's a shame. I mean, he apparently... 
you know, I think he feels like he's doing his job for whatever reasons he felt he had to do that, uh, the whole thing with the Chinese. And here he is in a position of power, and now he's got to start getting rid of innocent lives right. who are just doing their jobs in his office. I, I think at least what he was doing before by selling secrets wasn't killing anybody. It sent somebody away. Yeah. And it sent Kate, who's a perfectly good field agent, away yeah. too. But So tell me this. Jordan is now clearly in the mix of action now. I don't think it's going to be that hard to draw back to Navarro mm. to like draw these connections. So then that brings um, Kate's husband and gives him, like, proves he's not guilty. If this think... whole gets found, if this gets found out, Of yes. course. I, th- I think that's like where the show's heading. Do you mm-hmm. think that the, Kate's husband's going to pop up in the episode? Like, a, like by an actor? I feel like he was already in jail or, or back at the States, so I doubt we'd see him in, in the span of a 24 I feel like this hours. this will prove his innocence. But it could prove his innocence if they discover it. I think the qu- question is, how is this going to interfere? Does this have anything to do with Margot's plans at all? And Because don't forget, Adrian Cross is a middleman. We don't know right. who's behind this. And we right. don't know it where the secrets... It still could be the secrets, blonde lady. It still could be the blonde lady. <laughs> and we don't know where the, secrets, where the secrets went to the Chinese. We don't know if Margot... Got secrets as well, or, or you know, if Margot had anything is, is involved in any kind of way with this. So right now, it just looks like this is a monkey wrench that's getting thrown in uh, into the pot. Yeah, you know, just to mess around with the CIA yeah. right now. So, but of course, uh, he sends his own local uh, dial a terrorist, whatever this guy we never seen before, <laughs> dial a uh, dial a mercenary to uh, go and shoot and kill Jordan. And yeah. apparently, you know, you can't get good help these days because Jordan's still alive. Shoots he, him in the shoulder. Shoots him in the shoulder. So looks like ten feet away. I agree. Ish. Yeah. So Kareem gets a call. Yeah, guys, you hired. This is why these people aren't working usually. They're like <laughs> at home. He's like, who do I call? Oh, Kareem's at home. Let me call Kareem. Because nobody wants him. Because he can't shoot somebody in the heart. That's why. Because <laughs> he has a heart. Maybe he missed on purpose. And then, oh no. Maybe way. he missed. Maybe. On, I'm just kidding. We can make plot lines all day. My head. I'm getting a headache from all the. Plot like we're coming up with. <laughs> okay, I'll talk faster. We'll wrap up. But Navarro, but Navarro couldn't find it because he needed a cleaner. That's what he asked Adrian for. So yes. he gets this guy, and this guy does a terrible job. And Jordan's still alive. Uh, he falls in the river, and we see him kind of hiding out behind a staircase. Uh, you yeah, know, pull himself we, out. We see that in the preview later. And we see we see next week's episode. Obviously, has a lot to do with this guy. This really bad. Uh, mercenary, uh, bad in, in skill set, not bad in yeah, evil. Bad in shotting, or shooting, 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 shooting the guy. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to get to Jordan before Jordan figures everything out and uh, and starts ratting out on Navarro and and telling everyone about Navarro. So interesting yeah. on that. So definitely ish hitting the fan for Navarro. He's all nervous and tense and doing things he doesn't want to do, but trying to save his ass because his ass is on the line. He was getting ready to do something though because he was putting on a tie. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. He's getting ready to do something. He's got something fancy for the next hour. Death suit. <laughs> His death suit. I don't think he dies yet. He's trying to be professional. I thought it was interesting, too, that when Adrian Cross called him, Adrian was very dressed up as well. He had a, like a button-down I mean, shirt on and like a scarf. But the Adrian Cross that we'd seen since was wearing like all black and like mm. shabby chic. Well, you know, don't forget the time of day right now is five to six p.m. Mm-hmm. And maybe originally they oh, had going plans. to the theater. Maybe he's they had to the opera. Yeah. Well, maybe Adrian especially. He's like, <laughs> I can do everything. I've got a phone. I've got an earpiece. I can go see I'm the mobile. opera. And and yeah, I'm mobile. I can do whatever I want. As far as Navarro, I think he's stuck there for the time being. But I guess he's just trying to. 
change his clothes. Maybe he, maybe swe- he has a date. He sweated a lot in the past couple of hours, maybe. Yeah. Don't forget he was in that explosion from the other episode. That's true. So maybe he's just putting on some new suit. Just freshening up. Freshening up a little bit. Maybe he's going to take the blonde PM's 8 out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think they'll go? Tweet at us. Let us know. Let us know. Where should they get a drink? Mm. Well, anyway, so Navarro's uh, butt is on the line, and somebody else is who's somebody else who has his butt on the line right now is Steve, uh, okay. Chief of Staff. Not you. you your oh. butt's on you. Uh, is uh, Chief of Staff uh, Mark Berger? Oh God. He ends up meeting with the Russian diplomat. Yeah. And again, I mentioned this last week, and someone actually on YouTube corrected me and said I was I was actually right about that the Russian guy knows about knows more or less. About about the crisis going on today. And right. he's still like, I want Jack Bauer. He still wants him, even though stuff's going all over. Bombs are exploding. People are dying. He's like, I want Jack Bauer now. Um, <laughs> so he's kind of patient, sir. He's, Calm he, down. Yeah, just be a little patient. Yeah. I know you're Russian, <laughs> but be a little patient. But he uh, he ends up telling Broder he knows yeah. that Broder signed uh, that document, and extradition. Broder didn't even try to cover it up. He didn't even try to lie and cover his butt. Mm-hmm. He just was quiet. And took it like a man. Yeah. Is that actually true that he could, like, assume that he would fake it? Like, is there any reason that he would have? D- that's what I didn't understand. He jumped to that conclusion awfully fast. I mean, I know he's... Those Russians know a guy. lot. Like, he jumped he, awfully he's, fast. He happens to be the only Russian uh, analyst there with a handwriting, as in a handwriting expert. Yeah. Himself, <laughs> too, maybe. I don't know. But he was able to figure it out, and he confronted uh, Brodeur, and Brodeur was like, oh, crap. Yeah, well, here's the story. Uh, we still need Jack. Uh, he's dealing with this crisis right now. He's the only man, because it's Jack Power. He's the only man who could save the day. I know he killed a couple of your friends, but, you know, we need him right now. Sorry, buddy. Give me some time. That was his answer. Give me some time. This will all get resolved. Once Power serves his purpose, everyone gets what they want. So, uh, you know, this is something, obviously, that Berdur wants to get rid of. You know, he doesn't want his career to be affected. He definitely doesn't want Audrey to know about this. He would much rather have um, Bauer out of the picture. It would definitely help him out yep. immensely on all fronts. So uh, so I'm guessing Berdur is turning back into a little bit of a bad guy again. Because kind of like Navarro, his, his ass is on the line. His back is up against the wall. So chances are these two guys are in the coming episodes, coming next few episodes, are going to be doing some things that are going to, you know, hurt Bauer's chances of capturing Margot, of, of stopping this ordeal. Yeah. So pretty creepy stuff. Pretty scary stuff. Um, and meanwhile, while Brodeur is all focused on himself and, oh, my God, what's going to happen to me if they find out and everything like that, he leaves Heller by himself. Uh, who's not in the best of position. I mean, I mean, he had a conversation with him earlier where, where James Heller admitted, finally, he said, well, maybe I should step down. And he's going to transition to the VP when he gets home. That so shocked me. Yeah, I thought that shocked, that kind of shocked me too, because he went from standing firm with the prime minister and saying, I wouldn't let this affect my job, to all of a sudden saying, maybe it is affecting my job. Yeah, see, it didn't shock me because he, even though he knows it's not affecting his job, he can't do his job if everyone's doubting every move he makes. Yes, and that makes sense. And like, yeah, he needs the validity, like, yeah. to choose things. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a man who's yeah. obviously going to be questioned. He, unfortunately, whoever, le- I, I'd like to find out who leaked that information to the cute blonde uh, that prime is PMS what I'm girl. wondering. And you yeah. think we'll find that out? 
I hope so. I think that's a question that needs to be answered. I, I think so too. I feel like saying I, I feel like it's redundant to say it's Adrian Cross, but considering he seems to know everything. And he can pop things up on people's computers, he, he can probably pull things out of people's I, computers. I would think that maybe he's uh, he's causing this. So that would yeah. also lead me to believe that Adrian Cross, even though he's a middleman, definitely there's a lot more for of a part for him to play in this whole thing. But mm-hmm. I want to believe that Adrian Cross is like a free per, like a free party. He's not like with the Russians. He's not with the English. He's just he's like doing his own thing. Well, he's just causing chaos wherever he goes. He's, he's revealing secrets. He's a middleman. He wants everybody to know everything. So a it makes agent, sense. Sorry. A free agent. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. But, um, but it's just, you know, considering he's the man who wanted to reveal all these government documents, he seems to be the kind of person who thinks like the world is better if everyone knows everything about everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I think that maybe it makes sense that it would be him. Uh, hopefully we'll find out. But anyway, this has done the, its damage because now James Heller is going to – well, first of all, he said he was going to step down. And second of all, he said, well, you know what? Let me have a conversation with Margot. So he gets all sneaky and gets her contact information and, put, yeah. and dials her up. Through and back channels. Through back channels because he didn't want anyone knowing about this. He didn't want his uh, daughter knowing about it or anybody at all. And he pretty much is surrendering to uh, to Margot, which – was crazy. I mean, he he pretty much says, "If I do everything you ask, do I have your word that you'll you will comply to yeah. you know to everything else? That do I can I trust you?" So pretty much, he knows that he's not leaving his country without a leader because he's going to step down. He has like no future left in politics, so he's like, you know what? Let me do one last good deed and let my sacrifice myself. Yeah. It's just crazy, but of course this is uh, this is something that you know. As far as I'm concerned, the government would never do. They would never deal with terrorists in this way because it sets a precedent for other people to do this. Absolutely. And uh, so this is a major. I think this is a major, major yeah. uh, cliffhanger type reveal or ending. The fact that the president is so desperate, either that or out of his mind. Maybe part of it's the illness too. Maybe he'll forget about it next episode. <laughs> did, I, did I have a conversation? I don't really remember that. Um, that he's actually willing to to surrender, to actually adhere to the terrorist demands. Right. I think it's like a pride thing. Like he'd rather give his life than to step down, like because of Alzheimer's. Mm. Interesting. Well, I think that I think that does make sense because he could be revealed as the president who had Alzheimer's and made all yeah. these, every decision. Not only every decision in the future, but you have to think yeah. every decision he's made in the, the past. past would also probably be affected because people would say, well, when did this happen? When was this yeah. revealed the he first? He vetoed this bill. Does he even remember it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everything everything he doesn't question will, will – everything he has done will probably be questioned. And if he dies, that news will be protected. It would never get out that he had Alzheimer's. Well, you never know. I mean, with someone like Adrian Cross, perhaps maybe yeah. maybe they'd reveal it's some the stuff. Blonde British British Prime Minister lady. You're and, so uh, hung up on her. We need to find out who she they is. Know that Let's have her call in. Out. Let's do an interview with her. We need to. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us what we don't know. But anyway, a lot, like I said, a lot. I loved this episode in particular. I mean, there was, all of them have been really good for me, but this one, the car chase really just put it over the top for me. Yeah. I loved that car chase. I love the fact that we found out who the person Navarro was talking to. We, I love that Brodeur's back against, uh, back, back is up against the wall because he got discovered for signing that, um, that release as the president. I just love everything about this episode. It's just really, really well done. I really liked it. I did not love it for this main reason. Mm-hmm. And that is that I think Margot is a fantastic actress and a fantastic character. However, and she terrifies me. Mm-hmm. But at this point, she does not surprise me. And I find everything she does to be, to be predictable. Hmm. And that's not that so interesting. So you think sending 
the drone after her daughter is a predictable thing. Yeah, I did. Mm, okay. And like that, she didn't flinch to do it. I thought it was like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Like she's not surprising me anymore, and that's how, well, all she did the first like three episodes. Mm. So I'm trying to find out like how they could like get that back out of her. Okay, I I still kind of like her. I mean, obviously she's in her mansion, you know, just <laughs> doing whatever she wants, you know, right now. And and it'd be nice to see her on the run mm-hmm. uh, as well. I'd like to see a nice little cat and mouse game. We haven't really seen much of a cat and mouse that's game true. really with Margot. I think that's that's the one thing that's probably lacking from her. Uh, yeah. Right now, hopefully, now that Simone is uh, in custody and possibly going to talk next week, we'll see a little bit more of that. Yeah, she's been a little bit like too comfortable. Yeah, it'll be good to like goose her. Yeah, exactly. To goose we should her. goose Margot. Yes, exactly. Get Jack should goose huh. Margot. I like that. <laughs> uh, so I think we can just about hit everything. So I, so I know we got a ton of news and gossip. News and gossip. Oh, oh my god. Let's hit it. Lay it on us. Come on, Danny. Lay it on us. Okay. First of all, yeah. John Cassar, Cassar, C A S S A R. How do you Cassar? Cassar. I believe John Cassar. He's uh he's uh one of the directors. Are they director? I think he's uh He's yeah. one of the he's one of the main guys he's there. He's the director for Fox My Word. Yeah. and producer. Uh they just started shooting the last episode today. Ooh. This is the last week and they're not shooting it in London anymore. So he tweeted out, sorry to all you people who've been trying to find us in London. They're shooting the rest of this week in studios. Ooh, oh. June 9th. On June 9th, they're shooting the end. Interesting. Nice. Also, uh, he tweeted out, and this is a little fun thing for fans, he tweeted out, uh, and if Roy has got this, he tweeted out uh, the crew playlist, their songs on iTunes that they listen to during their work days, okay? He tweeted out, it was something like I don't know, 38 songs. Yeah. And he specifically said 17 and 18 were Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's picks. And one of number them is Number 17 song? is the Interstate Love Song by the Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. And number 18, Welcome to the Boomtown by David and David. A little fun fact for you. I don't know this that one. This, this one I know is Stone Temple Pilots. I, do we These have the Kiefer's other one? Kiefer's personal picks. Uh, no, I didn't queue up the other one. Uh, darn, I'm wondering what the other... I'll have to pull it up. It's uh, Welcome to the Boomtown by David and David, so I thought that was funny. But the most... The most uh, pressing piece of news. Mm-hmm. His most recent tweet, 13 hours ago. <laughs> he said, a little surprise guest appearance for Terra Nova fans tonight on episode 7 of 24. Okay. Did he mean 7 of the show 24, or did he mean seven episode 7 of 24 episodes? What? Wait. Dun, dun, dun. Let me read you the tweet again. Terra Nova, what? John tweets, 13 hours ago. A little surprise guest appearance for Terra Nova fans tonight on episode 7 of 24. Okay. Does he mean episode 7 of the show 24 or episode 7 of 24 episodes? It would be awesome if it was 24 episodes, but I feel they're no. locked in for 12. They can't yeah. just do a last minute thing. I mean, it's too really? massive. Yeah, it's really? just too it's Because too quick. it would tie in the fact I will that buy you two hours. shots for that. You'll buy me 24 shots. I'll buy you 24 <laughs> shots for that. Because there's five hours left and there's so much to cover. I thought maybe that was a little of a sneak peek of, you're, okay, so we you're got... saying like the network was like, listen. Oh, is this the we... other song, Roya? Welcome to the Boomtown. Yeah, yeah. Wait. David. You're saying the network was like, hey, listen, we want 12, we're announced 12, we're going to talk about 12. If this is the biggest hit as we think, we're going to go for the full 24. So who was the 24? Who was the 24 person? Uh, I mean, not 24, but who was the Terra Nova person on tonight's show then? I don't know, maybe Kareem? Yasmin? Maybe Yasmin. I'm trying to remember. Because Yasmin did look familiar. Terra Nova was, what, two years old? I saw a couple episodes of it, but I can't remember. I have no idea. I can't remember. Um... That would be exciting if there was 24, but I doubt that could happen. 
Yeah, I, I wish it was 24, but no. I think it just needs more planning. Than well, like you have to think about it too. We have five weeks. more. We have five more weeks of this, right? And right now we're we're uh, three more weeks at least. I'm I'm just approximating three more weeks of June, yeah. two weeks of July. If we added 12 more episodes from July. That means we would run till uh, almost October, and that would mess I'd around. Out. I'd be out. Well, that would, you'd be out. <laughs> or that, it would do another 12, 12 uh, next year. Well, maybe there'd be a cliffhanger. They do another twelve next year. Oh, like that's AB, more doable, like Mo- uh, Mad Men style. That's yeah. more feasible. Same thing they did with Breaking Bad. They split up the last season into two seasons. It's some, you know, something we have. There's precedent for well, it's like a trendy thing. That's definitely more feasible, but I, I definitely don't see, I don't see that happening because I feel like they've already locked in their. Sk- schedule excuse me so I, yeah. I i don't get me wrong i would love to see more of this if there if a lot of the episodes are like this one i would love to see 24 episodes i, that I think like season uh is this eight i think season eight a and season eight uh, eight no this is season nine nine, nine. i think Day like nine a and nine b is more like plausible that might be more plausible more. considering we haven't seen a time jump yet it, it is plausible yeah um but you that's know, it for news and gossip that's it for, that's awesome i loved i loved yeah. doing news and gossip thank, thank you, you very much danny yeah <laughs> that we should move on to predictions predictions and now you're after us <laughs> Okay. I don't know that I have a prediction per se, but I'm excited to see what happens with the president standing in the middle of like Dodger Stadium with like mm-hmm. the gun on Wem- him. Wembley Stadium. Because oh, we're we're in London. Oh, I've heard of it. Um, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see like if they will actually kill off the president. No, mm. they will not kill off the president. I will predict that will not happen. But that moment when he kind of looks up like. Go ahead, shoot me with the drone. Yeah. Let's see if you got the balls to do Hit it. Hit me with mm. your best shot. Well, technically, she wasn't have the balls to do it because she's Margot. But still, I, it was that kind of look he gave towards this guy. Like, let's yeah. see, bring mm. it. I thought that was could be a crowning moment for him. That could he's either going to die and step down, or one of the two. Yeah. Or he's going to <laughs> die or step, step down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I get it. Or he. He's going to be uh, resurrected into the limelight and be awesome and hailed as a hero. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I he's think, going one of two ways, and I kind of think it's. The I think up it, way. I kind of agree with you that he will be heralded rather yeah, he'll than be, reviled, he'll be lifted up rather yes. than put down. Exactly. I feel that I don't think Heller's going to die next week at all. I think if anything, yeah. Simone's going to probably eventually speak. Uh, whether she lives or dies, kind of like Sarah Gilbert ended up dying when she was woken up. We'll be, you know, we'll will love she, to see. Will she live another day? Will she live another day? <laughs> I feel that Simone will give information that will somehow stop the attack on uh, yeah, President, President Heller. Heller. That's probably before, true. Before they were able to send a drone out to attack him. I agree. I also think that uh, that uh, Cross is behind the text to Chloe. And I think we'll find that out. And possibly, I'd like to I'd like to know who leaked it to the PM. So I Cross think, is him. a middleman. Cross has done everything. In love with Chloe because remember when he said he loves her? Yeah. So I love you, Chloe. That's why and I so said he's that. trying to save her butt. Oh my gosh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this because put Cross is a middleman, and we always see that the 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 villain in the beginning of 24 is never the villain at the end. I feel like this might be the end of Margot, and we may see a bigger threat. Wow. You know I mean? So that's what that I'm gonna say. I'm oh gonna say baby. That. So anyway, so Danny, where can we find you? You can find me uh, at my name. Let's see if I can do it. It'd be right oh, here. Shoot. We need to, yeah. the World Wide Web. I want to talk about one other thing before we go, because we need to talk about this. This is an awesome movie that's coming out this week. Uh, oh, my God. What's it called? It's called The Signal. 
The uh, signal? Yes, and it's a total mind trip. It's going to keep you guessing for hours. It's the new smart sci-fi film, and it's in theaters. June 13, called A Signal. It stars uh, Lawrence Fishburne. It's his first oh, role. Back to sci-fi. Yeah, back to sci-fi. His oh, first role, back word. to sci-fi. Fresh off his Kia commercials. And let me just mention a couple other people. Uh, rounding out the cast are Brenton uh, Thwaites from yeah. Maleficent. Maleficent, Olivia Cook, who's awesome in Bates Motel. I, I do Bates Motel and Afterbuzz. She's amazing. Uh, Sarah Clark, who from the Twilight films, uh, and actually it's already getting great reviews. Marshall Fine from the Huffington Post says the signal is as imaginative of a sci-fi tale since District Nine. Wow! Uh, it's directed by William Eubank, and again, it opens this Friday on June thirteenth. So check it out if you want to see a trail. The trailer is really trippy. I saw the trailer today. It's a pretty trippy film, uh, but go check it out. It's on www.focusfeatures.com backslash the underscore signal. The signal. Yes, go see the signal opening in select theaters this Friday, June 13th. Now, Danny, where the hell can we find you during the week? You can find me right here at Danny Hoyt. At Danny Hoyt. It's a great... If you put it underneath... On the worldwide, on the internet. We'll fix that in post. We'll fix that in post. And I am also right there (laughs) at Jeff Masters 1. And uh, you can find Roxy Stryer right there during the week uh, at Roxy Stryer, as she would say. And you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also catch all four of us, all three of us right now, on various shows on AfterBuzz. We do about 50, 60 shows, all your favorite broadcast and cable TV shows. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Please comment. Please rate. Uh, we love reading your comments. Thank you so much. And tune in next week for another episode of AfterBuzz with 24 Live Another Day. Thank Thank you. Welcome to the Boomtown. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.